The afternoon sun hung like a bruised peach in the autumn sky when I stepped over the sagging, rusted fence into the biggest marijuana field I'd ever seen. It was enormous, a field of a thousand hazy daydreams stretching like a Kansas cornfield and disappearing into the tree-lined ridge rising up behind it. A breeze from the west washed against my neck and by my face, rustling the spiked plants. Golden orange leaves from the overhead trees drifted and danced, then settled among the green cannabis stalks. It was the deer, killed and butchered, that had brought me here. I had been bow-hunting the public-use land of the Missouri Ozarks when I discovered the dead buck. Its antlers had been sawed off at the base of the skull and removed. The carcass left to rot. Two hundred pounds of wasted meat. It was a fresh kill. The wet sheen of scarlet blood glistened against the dull fur. It smelled like a fistful of dirty pennies. There were five bullet entries. Three in the gut. Smell of dirty pennies and three in the gut. Gun season was still a month away. Poacher. The ground around the corpse was fouled with man prints. Smooth-soled boots heading east deeper into the timber. I followed them. As I did, I knocked an arrow and secured the arrow's shaft with a flexible holder on the compound bow. I wanted to find the man who would kill a buck for its rack and then leave it to rot. I wanted to look at him, see what kind of man would do that. Maybe shake him a little. I slipped through the October woods, the damp soil soft under my boots, smelled the heavy aroma of decaying leaves. I found one of those miniature liquor bottles like the airlines serve. Jim Beam. Found a cigarette butt. Marlboro Light. Drinks whiskey, smokes cigarettes, litters the countryside, and shoots deer for kicks. Had to be a real man. I crossed a creek that cut like a vein through the forest, while the sun pulsed and spat yellow-orange rays through the crooked fingers of the timber. Shadows reached for me. A squirrel skittered through the leaf, then scampered up a tree, his claws clicking and scraping against the bark. He sat on a limb, chattering excitedly, scolding me. Two hours of light left. I crossed the brown-crusted fence and saw the marijuana then. The stalks were head high, enough grass to keep Paradise County blurred and mellow for a month. There was a raw stubble for a few rows where the plants had been harvested. I was three miles in, then most hunters wouldn't come this far before turning back. Besides, this area didn't get much traffic until the November gun season, by which time the crop would be gone and rolled into zigzag papers. I stepped into the stubble. On one side of the field was a small garbage pile of Miller beer cans, Maxwell House coffee cans, various tins from beans, soups, and other canned items. The gray-speckled blackness of an old campfire spotted the edge of the field like a scab. Thoughtful of them to bring garbage made it more like civilization. Just bring your own. 
From the amount of debris, it looked as if several men tended the crop. There were more cigarette butts, none of which looked fresh. I heard a rustling noise in the marijuana stalks. Another deer? Or the poacher? Then I heard something I'd never heard in the woods. A sound that sent an electric chill along the back of my neck. I was gripped by an ancient, paralyzing fear. Older than bullets and steel. It was the low, guttural snarl of carnivore, an animal rumble followed by the quickening whisper of slapping weeds, getting closer, coming toward me. I saw the low shadow first, then the black triangle face and red mouth appeared through the spiked plants. There are few terrors to equal that caused by a huge hound, especially a Doberman pincher.